Welcome to Play Acting 2 with Professor Metapod. In Course 1, Drama with Ditto, you learned the foundation of character. Now, get ready to break out of your shell and explore your true form through this intensive theatrical experience. Each week, you and your Pokémon will work together to replicate some of the most evocative scenes in all dramatic history. Hold out your Drew skull and stare in its eyes as you contemplate to be drill or not to be drill, because that is the question. Don't let yourself dry up like a ratchu in the sunflora. Hop aboard a streetcar called Dupider, because who's afraid of Virgin Wulu? Not you. Don't delay, because we won't be waiting for Gogo forever. Sign up today online everywhere at P2M Pod. P2M Pod is a proud member of the Celios Business Network. Ask the Poker Dexpert. Hello, friends. Welcome to Ask the Poker Dexpert where we ask audience questions to our special guest experts. I'm your host, Anthony Reed, and with me this week, we have our resident Pokedexpert. He's the foremost expert in Pokemon sociology, biology, and social biology. And he has a new book out, The Island of Dr. Morlull, which is available now. It's Pokedexpert Mike Ellison. Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, Anthony, you know... I will always be here every single Tuesday at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern Time as the co-host of Ask the Pokedexpert with you, Anthony. As our, just... as our resident Pokedexpert, I'm so happy that you're here to lend your side of this story uh, which is very unique and different. You know, it is yours is the story of the researcher. Mine is the story of the broadcast journalist. And together we form a great narrative that we can push forward, uh, not only here uh, live on Tuesday nights, but also the next day on our podcast stream, uh, where you, anywhere you can get podcasts, but anchor.fm slash Pokedexpert. Of course, I, you know, having never been uh, a co-host of a show before, I've never had to do that side of it. But I thank you so much for reminding me, Anthony. And before we, you know, get too far, don't you think it's about time we introduce our guest? And of course, that was absolutely where we were going next with this, obviously. Uh, I would just be thrilled to introduce uh, Dr. Mav, who, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Dr. Mav, uh, Dr. Mav is an expert in Pokemon physiology and anatomy, and anyone who has worked with Pokemon anatomy or medicine is aware of Dr. Mav's quintessential work, Mav's Anatomy, which is, uh, uh, you know, just the most thorough and most complete uh, version of uh, understanding of Pokemon anatomy. Thank you so much for coming here to be with us. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for having me. And we I, have a. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say before you say whatever it is you're about to say, Anthony, I can't believe how fortunate we are to get the Dr. Mob on our show. I. 
Oh, uh, I, I don't often get starstruck, uh, Dr. Moff, but you, without you, I wouldn't be where I am. It's amazing. That's incredibly flattering, Mr. Ellison. Thank you. And I am, I just want to say thank you to the Celios Business Podcast Network for uh, uh, setting us on this path uh, and allowing Dr. Mav to come onto the show. And, and not only is Dr. Mav here with us, but we have a very special treat in that we're going to be treated to some of Dr. Mav's drawings over the course of this time frame. So if you're watching with us live right now, on twitch.tv, you'll be able to see uh, Dr. Mav do some drawings right here uh, on the stream while we while we talk about our special Pokemon for the evening. And I am I, I, I'm very excited to introduce this. So let's move right into that. Uh, this week, we're talking about the Pokemon Ice Q. The Pokedex lists Ice Q as a four foot seven ice Pokemon that weighs on average 196 pounds. And the community had a lot of questions about the penguin Pokemon. And we'll be taking them live in chat as well. So if you have questions about Ice Q, this is the place to put them in. Anthony, I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about Ice Q. Did you know Ice Q is one of my favorite Pokemon? Really? It's true. Oh, Dr. Mob, are you gonna start drawing right now? I think so, yes. I, I am feeling inspired, and this particular Pokemon I find absolutely fascinating, completely down to the skeletal structure of it and the way that that skeleton reacts as it evolves. And uh, yes, I am feeling inspired, and it is time to draw. Oh my gosh. Anthony, make sure to switch the stream so that the, the drawing board is huge on there so that everybody can see. Uh, um... <clears throat> Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, we, we will take care of that. Uh, we've got that. Great. Um, so now that, uh, that is beginning, uh, we can move on to some of our questions, uh, ask him as I would normally ask them as I would normally do. Uh, so we've got a question here from captain hygiene that asks, uh, what's the best way to keep ice cube happy? Uh, since I don't have an air conditioner, uh, I like to keep one in a bucket with a huge fan over it, but it keeps drying out. And I'm sorry, I, I misattributed this. Uh, this was to Sean. Oh, then we'll wait for Sean to answer. I didn't know we had another guest. No, I apologize. This was from Sean. Oh, well, I, first off, Sean, uh, great question. Really appreciate it. Um, and second off, I think think and anthony correct me if i'm wrong here but i think the best option for someone who has an ice cube oh my i'm sorry i'm sorry i've messed it up again it, it was it was captain hygiene i my notes are my notes are very much all over the place here i'm, I'm so sorry i'm terribly terribly sorry i uh i'm a little anthony what's going on bud hey wait you know, it's we're, we're doing a show. You know, we should just uh, put us on mute real quick. Okay, I'll just I'll put. Uh, I think. In, uh, there. Okay, I muted. Doctor Mob, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry for you to have to like see this. Uh, normally, I don't think she can hear smooth. you. You're muted. You're muted. Uh, so I don't think she can hear. Oh, you. so it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Perfect. Um, Anthony, what's going on, bud? There was. Like, <sighs> 
I just got off a call with the network. They had a bunch of things that they were upset about last time. That reminds me, I have to mention them now uh, when we get back into this, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my head back into it uh, after everything that just happened. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. It's very unprofessional. I know I don't usually try to carry this stuff with me, but it was just so close to, to go time. Yeah. What happened, Anthony? I was talking with Allison and Craig and they like, they had nothing but great things to say about me. Okay. Well, they had a fair number of criticisms they had about the way the last stream went, including about you, by the way, I, I would talk to them about that again. Really? I, I, you know, and don't worry. Don't you talk to them. I'll talk to them. Uh, and I'll try to get you a, a succinct list of some of the things they think you could uh, yeah, do better on. Work but... on? Yeah, for sure. I, like, I don't <clears> want to mess this up. You know, this is my first, like, the network has health insurance. Yeah, I was, what? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, I, I got health insurance. Okay. You might want to talk to HR. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to swallow this down. We got to get back into doing the show. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's, it's game time, bud. We got this. I'm sorry. About, well, I will, we'll take that question again. I feel bad for the, the person, but uh, okay. I yeah, just go think. Go ahead and unmute us and we'll hop back into the show. And it'll okay. be just like nothing. It says I have to ask to unmute. So I'm going to go ahead and ask. Uh, please, can I unmute? Yeah. Okay. Well, I asked. I clicked ask. So uh, hopefully that that worked. Uh, anyway, um, I have a couple of things I need to do address here uh, for those of you who are listening um, to the stream and were here with us last week. Uh, there are a couple of uh, a couple of things that came up that really uh, needed uh, addressing some some mistakes that I made, and I think it's important, Mike, as you will probably agree to uh, address mistakes that you personally make in a situation like this. So uh, last week uh, I failed to mention uh, that you can subscribe to the network right here on Itch. Uh, there's a button uh, in the corner that you can click that will uh, subscribe you. I don't know what that means, uh, but it's uh, a a big deal today, especially because it's Prime Day. So if you are Prime for giving the network some money, that's the way to do it. Uh, Just click that subscribe button. Uh, I also failed to mention that there were a couple of top donators to the network last week that I didn't mention. So thank you to Kurt Booten and Phil Keating. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't mention you. This week, our top network supporters are uh, Stephanie Craniola and Emily Swan. So thank you to them as well uh, for being the just amazing supporters to the network. You should uh, look them up on Twitter or something. I'm sure that they have some place that they are. Mm. Uh, uh, so uh, in, in, if more people watch this show, I'm told that we might get some of that support back from the network. So thank you to them for supporting the network. Maybe one day uh, we'll get some of that support uh, as well. So uh, those were the big, the recaps I had to hit there very fast. Uh, and I got to say, Dr. Mav, that is wow. fascinating. Thank you, Mr. Reed. It is fascinating. And like I mentioned, the thing that drew me to this Pokemon all pun intended, is its skeletal structure. 
and the fact that it undergoes such an interesting change. And you can see all of that revealed to you in the bones. That is, um, that is amazing. Uh, truly you know, amazing. One of the things that sticks out to me right away is the asymmetry there in, in the rib cage. That's amazing, Dr. Mov. Absolutely. I, I research Pokemon all the time. And Anthony, you know as well as I do that, like the, the anatomy of a living ice cube is something that you know is is a little taboo to uh research right um but from a drawing like this it seems as though uh is that a naturally occurring phenomenon with the the asymmetry of the ribs there in every specimen that i have had the opportunity to examine yes this is what i have found through and through that's, how many specimens is that dr Ma? Well, I've been practicing for many years, and I don't like to say, but more than a couple. Wow. Uh, you heard it here, listeners. Uh, Dr. Mov has seen more than a couple ice cube skeletons. And what I think is so interesting about that is that uh, Pokemon uh, research, you know, we find uh, bones for Pokemon, you know, in the field occasionally. I imagine, uh, Mike, you've come across quite a few in your day naturally occurring bones absolutely very rarely is it a whole skeleton true uh you know and so to have an opportunity like this to see uh all of these pieces together in one place especially for a pokemon that on its surface is so complex as complex mm. uh as it was as as this pokemon is uh that's it's incredible you know i Anthony, often think Anthony, about I'm sorry i was just thinking about how you did that whole speech about um stuff you had done wrong uh and i never actually answered oh captain you're right Hygiene or sean or whose question yes. uh captain sean asked what's the best way to keep ice cube happy and since i don't have an air conditioner i like to keep one in a bucket with a fan blowing over it but he keeps drying uh trying to get out yes thank you uh Captain Sean, great question. I just want to say such a great uh, question, you know, really great question. And I'm glad we came back to it uh, because, you know, something I think a, a lot of people don't think about enough is are they living in the right space for the Pokemon that they have? And, you know, in Captain Sean's case, it sounds like maybe maybe there's an opportunity for relocation for him. You know, uh, Ice Cube love it in cold climes. And so if he, hey bud, how's Northern Minnesota sound? You know, an Ice Cube question. would be very happy in Northern Minnesota or North of that even, you know. Calgary has a great uh, community of Ice Cube owners uh, in fact, some of my favorite Ice Cube owners are Canucks. Uh, you know, uh, some people choose to live on the Arctic Circle. You I could mean, do that too. Yeah, it's risky, but worth mm. it. For, you know, for your Ice Cube's happiness, of course. Of course, of course. But that's um, not to say that, you know, they're not uh, adaptable. They're incredibly adaptable Pokemon. They just... 
obviously prefer a bit cooler climate, you know? And who doesn't, really? Who? I mean, great, obviously. I mean, anytime you have the option to be uh, cooler versus hotter, I mean, you can only take off so many clothes uh, legally. And so uh, being in a, in a cooler climate is going to make everyone much happier. Um, and ice, ice Q included. Yeah. Uh, maybe some grass Pokemon might have a problem with that. A lot of grass Pokemon don't handle the cold very well. You might consider of that. Of course. Uh, so someone uh, else sent us a question here. They wanted to ask, uh, is the ice cube over the head? Is it, or is it actually the head? How does it breathe in either case? This might be a good question for Dr. Mav to, to chime in on as well. We're seeing, obviously, the skull here, but... Mm. Yes, absolutely. And as you can tell, with where the nose is located and where it is breathing through the beak, you are getting an incredible amount of sinus cavity activity in that as it breathes through the ice cube. So this is a part, a fundamental part of the Pokemon's skull and how it is interacting with the oxygen outside of it. Fascinating. And, you know, I, I hate to plus one somebody, uh, Anthony, and not provide my own, you know, my own take on it, right? Uh, but I do think Dr. Mav has it right here. You know, the the ice around Ice Q's skull, uh, as it grows, it does allow uh, for continued air passage, you know, into, into the nostrils. Uh, all of that all of that stays open and stays clear. And in fact, you know, uh, sinusitis in that cube form can be a real problem for people who are raising ice cube in, in climates or in environments where allergens are present. So, so let me ask you this about the ice cube then. Uh, as the ice forms around the head, uh, where is this coming from? Is it generated by ice cube? Is it uh, uh, collected? Where is the ice part of an ice cube coming from? Well, Anthony, as you know, air has liquid in it. It has moisture, right? Otherwise, it would be too dry to live. It would just be un unbearable. Ice cube actually take the moisture from the air, and as it condenses and collects around their skulls, that's what forms that bridge and it forms that barrier and so you'll actually see in a lot of uh photos of ice cube that that block of ice that forms around them can become opaque you know you can you can no longer see the standard structure of their their skull because it's so opaque from that like you know the particulates in the air and things like that but is also a great way that you can use an ice cube in your home as a dehumidifier. Of course. Yeah. If you're running into, you know, if you're, if you're in an old home in say the Northeast of the United States, uh, a dehumidifier seems like a good purchase. Uh, check your local Pokemon rescue. Uh, mm -hmm. Chances are there's an ice cube in there just waiting to make you happy. Uh, I've uh, go ahead. Dr. Mob, I just wanted to uh, call out that the the work that you did on that no ice form there on the left, so fascinating. It's noise. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that's it, it's 
so fascinating, as you mentioned before, to watch the actual structure of the skull change between the ice form and the no ice form. And uh, it, it's amazing to see that, uh, how, how much that change occurs uh, just by the weight that it's carrying and uh, supporting that. I, I love, I noticed something here. It, it almost looks like the skull expands in the ice form and then contracts back down uh, once you once you're in the no ice form. Well, and you make an excellent point, Mr. Reed, in that you will notice that the protrusion out of the top of the head of the Pokemon is also a direct link between the amount of moisture it is absorbing from the air, which Mr. Ellison mentioned. So you have, <laughs> similar to our own human children, what would be a soft spot on the Pokemon's skull that you have to be very careful of as it is integral to it collecting ice and then evolving. Very, very important to know. That is uh, uh, excellent information there. I do have Can a question I here. Say, I love the progressive use of evolution that Dr. Mav is using. I don't know if you picked up on that, Anthony, uh, but there are debates within the scientific community about what is evolution and should we use it for phase changes or, uh, you know, different uh different situations that a pokemon might find itself in versus only when a pokemon reaches a new established different level of evolution right uh fantastic fantastic uh way to stay ahead of the the curve there dr moth thank you i mean i would expect nothing less from uh someone who is a uh a beacon in the field, right? Uh, to, to be on the cutting edge, uh, as you are, Dr. Mav. It's, uh, it truly, I just want to reiterate, it is an honor to have you here uh, doing I mean, what you were doing. Absolute before pleasure. that weren't. That's, that's true. We did have, uh, well, I, I <clears throat> have so not much to say on that. another question? Yeah, yeah, I have another question here uh, from WBean026, who asks, does Ice Q feel with that ice head? Will it feel if I accidentally spill something? I mean, this mentions maybe something a little aggressive in the form of boiling water, uh, but, but, but something in its head. I, I think the question at the core of the question is, uh, you know, can it feel? Can it feel through the ice on its head? I mean, all Pokemon feel. Isn't that the point of the show? Isn't that the point of the mission of the show? I don't Is think the question. That Certain... Pokemon have feelings. Certainly. And I, I don't think the question here is to ask if uh, Ice Q has a, an emotional feeling, but rather if there are, has an ability to sense the sense of touch through the block of ice upon its head. In that case, great question. Great question. It, it is a uh, great question. To wit, I will ask my own question, Anthony. Ooh. The last time you were riding your bike mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you were wearing your helmet mm -hmm. and you knocked on your helmet to check and make sure it was working, did you feel the knock? I have a spot here. I fell when I was a child. Have not ever felt anything there. 
that I recall. Right. Yeah. Maybe it was a bad hypothetical. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't know if you were, you were trying to get to something. Nope. Um, the, the, you know, it's all right. Uh, the answer, unless there's a spot, uh, you know, on an ice queue where maybe they can't, uh, they, they don't have that sensation of touch. Um, unless there's that spot, then yes, the ice queue would feel uh, if water were spilled on it or, you know, anything else. That's that I am jealous of. I think that's great. That's uh, like what an ability to understand the world around you through that sheet of ice that, that clings to your head. I mean, amazing. What an amazing creature. Uh, Mike, I, I'm coming around. I think this might become one of my favorite Pokemon as well. It's a wonderful Pokemon. Uh, I do have more questions here uh, from the chat. Uh, there's the question here. I'm, I'm trying to parse a little bit what Kurtstable is asking here. I think what it's trying to ask is uh, it's got a nice skew that wants to drink hot liquids. What should it do to keep its uh, ice cube safe? while around hot liquids that it just can't help but consume? I think that's a great question. You know, we've all had an ice cube that's a little adventurous. You know, they're, they're a little spunky Pokemon. And so sometimes they like to get into trouble just like we do, you know? And uh, I think everything in moderation uh, pretty much always is the, you know, is the general guidance that i would give here uh you know if your ice skew has formed its full uh ice block then warm beverage is going to be good for it you know uh as that ice block grows it can become a hazard for them and so it's okay if a little bit melts uh, you might want to give them that warm beverage outside or at least in the bathtub uh you know as it melts that water has to go somewhere uh, I have to just take a real quick second here to to look at uh, the drawing that Dr. Mav is doing now. Um, I want to I want to say a huge thank you for including this drawing of the heart sack, uh, something that I have never even considered in a creature like this. Uh, and now to get the musculature and the size draw comparisons uh, on these creatures, uh, man, that is some beautiful beautiful work you're doing, Dr. Mav. Thank you, Mr. Reed. And the heart sack on an ice cube is so fascinating. It's one of the only heart sacks in Pokemon that actually will pump cold blood. Huh. Well, because once it goes up to the brain, you know, and it's surrounded by that block of ice, as it comes back down, it's going to be cold again. And so as it comes through and mixes with the blood from the rest of the body, it has to reheat. And so it hits the, it hits the heart sack cold. And it comes out the other end hot. Uh, so I've got something here. It says, I hear the heart sack makes for some good eating if you prepare it. Oh, God. Which one was that, uh, Anthony? Could we be I, a moderator? I'm, I'm uh, going to try to. I'm, I, I deleted it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But you're on warning. Whoever you are, uh, you are. Uh, no, I, I replied. Nope. Oh, gosh. I. I don't, I don't, we'll get a moderator on this. We'll get a moderator from the network to, to scold you. Mm. <clears throat> well, and speaking to Mr. Ellison's topic that 
if you think about the way that we as humans will consume something incredibly cold and get the terrible sensation of frost on our brain, you have to believe that the converse is working on this Pokemon. Oh, so they have like a brain melt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's colloquial, but yeah, that's what, you know, Fascinating. that's what folks will call it. Um, so, and to that point, we have had a couple of questions about what happens if the ice is damaged or melts in some capacity. Uh, and so I'm, I wanted to, to throw it out there. I know there's a, uh, we have these two drawings here, one of the, uh, the ice encased ice cube and one mm -hmm. of uh, no ice ice cube. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but what is the process in between like? What, what are we seeing when there is a transition from one to the other? Sure. Um, so basically you'll have that standard kind of oblong shape on, on a no ice uh, ice cube, you know, as, as Dr. Mov has so beautifully illustrated here. And then as that condensation starts to gather on the very cold skin uh, around the top of the head of the ice cube, it will start to harden. And then it will start to kind of grow out slowly but surely. As you know, ice crystals, you know, form in beautiful patterns. And so you end up with sometimes a very unique looking ice cube as that as that cube is being formed. You know, there are some incredible artisans that will work with you and your ice cube to shape that ice, that ice formation into some amazing, amazing pieces. I, I'm really glad you brought that up because this was something I really wanted to focus on. You know, a few times I have been, uh, you know, up late at night, no one to talk to, just scrolling through the internet and seeing pictures of ice cube uh, where someone has shaped the ice into some form. They've made it look like uh, a Pidgeot uh, head or something like that. Sure. Um, and so I, I think that that is, uh, it always sort of made my heart hurt a little bit, right? But you're telling me that this is humane and, and safe and, and, doesn't hurt the ice cube in any way yeah not only is it humane and safe uh some people some people do some really good work out there anthony i will say that it's important to take your ice cube to an accredited institution you know in the same way that we always talk about you know just because someone says they have picked up medicine from the poke center doesn't mean that they're a licensed practitioner it's the same thing, you know, just because someone has an ice pick and a hammer doesn't mean that they are qualified to groom your ice cube. You know, just like every other Pokemon, you got to go through the right, uh, you know, the right way to do these things. That's, I just, I'm so excited that this is now a form of, uh, self-expression for an ice cube that we can appreciate rather than uh what i was seeing as maybe something like cruelly done and i'm glad to clarify that you know i think because it's the internet uh there are certainly some 
places uh, that will demonstrate Pokemon cruelty, unfortunately, and we should be uh, reporting those any chance that we get. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of those things that you see on Instagram are going to be, you know, legitimate ice cube groomers, especially if they're good. You know, nobody mm. gets that mm -hmm. good without having a lot of practice. And the only way to get a lot of practice without being shut down is to have the proper paperwork. That's true. And, and honestly, like to make it a business of this, right, of ice cube shaping, you have to, I imagine you have to have uh, some quality and some skill to be able to, to generate the word of mouth for something that is maybe a little bit niche in certain parts of the world. There are not a lot of ice cube uh, you know, in, in a lot of places. So, uh, the, yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, real quick, Mike, I wanted to take a moment to talk about your book a little bit. Uh, so the, oh. the new book that you just put out here, uh, the Island of Dr. Morlull, where uh, you went undercover, uh, and discovered a researcher in the Kanto region named Bill, who was creating, am I, now, some of this is a little fanciful, it seems, but human-Pokemon hybrids? Anthony, it was disturbing. Dr. Mov, some of the things that I saw there would make your skin crawl. As a, as a medical professional and an artist, the grotesqueries that I saw, you couldn't dream it was that is absolutely heartbreaking mr ellison and especially as we have just come off of this beautiful discussion about the artistic expression of your ice cube to then take it and pervert it in such a sinister way what i found so fascinating about this was the larger meta narrative about cruelty to pokemon about uh, treating them in a way that uh, views them as property or as uh, uh, something to be cast aside uh, rather than uh, treating them with dignity and respect, right? And the way that the uh, the hybrids came about where they were just like refuse discarded and, and, and grafted on to these human hosts, uh, it was chilling. Yeah, you know, I try not to pass judgment on, you know, other cultures who maybe have a less enlightened view uh, of Pokemon. Oh, Anthony. And it is important to note that this researcher uh, has been arrested. They, they are going through a trial now. Uh, but if you want to get uh, some insight into, you know, just what this individual was doing uh, before those uh, details come out. Certainly in... check out my book. Yeah, it is. Yes. Some of the stuff that I have to describe in there is just horrendous. Yeah. It, yeah. it pained me to do it, uh, let alone publish it. You know, it. Uh, but, but but I think it was an important one to publish. I, I can't I cannot stress how uh, how I think uh, that book may impact things going forward. I, I think it's it's super important if you can get your hands on Mike's book. This one is is a big one. Yeah, I mean, good luck out there right now. We are going into second printing, so hopefully we can keep up. Uh, it seems like a popular 
book, Anthony. I I hope people I can't wait. Let me say it this way. Given how many copies of my book have been ordered, I can't wait to see how much I can donate to the causes that will stop this from happening ever again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very generous of you. And I, and I hope that the book does very well for that reason. Uh, I do also want to make sure we mention, uh, I, I think there's another question or two here, but I just wanted to make sure we mentioned once again, Dr. Mov's work as well. Mm. Uh, if you can pick up a copy of Mov's Anatomy, I promise you that you are going to learn so much about Pokemon that you have never considered before. Uh, it is essential work if you are looking to uh, study more about biology and anatomy and physiognomy of of Pokemon and, and what they represent. Yeah, Dr. Mob, I had a question um, related to Mob's anatomy. So I have a third edition and a fifth edition because I took, you know, advanced anatomy, uh, of course, the way any good researcher would. What, what's the difference between the two books? Well, that's an excellent question, Mr. Ellison. And this is a quintessential part of the research that I do. And is that I never stop learning. I never stop interacting with new Pokemon and finding out new methods to figure out the anatomy of them and represent it in the best way. And there are times where Potentially because of the way and the manner in which the Pokemon are brought to me, I might have had bones from another Pokemon that had been interplaced with the bones of the Pokemon I thought I was reviewing. And it is vitally important to me that I am always giving people the most up-to-date and current anatomical breakdowns of these Pokemon. That's great. So even if you have a copy, go out and get the latest edition uh you know don't even resell the old copy because then you're just getting misinformation out there go buy a fresh copy Mm. and uh destroy your previous copy because uh this is essential work uh that is done by dr mov and it, it is incredible the the detail and the accuracy that goes into dr mov's work can we just talk about how cute this little ice cube is that Dr. Mob's drawing right now. I well, this is, is in that. in my spare time. I like to have a little bit of fun, and because I spend so much of the time making very technical drawings, that once in a while I like to go to the children's wing of the hospital that I'm in sometimes, and draw this more simple version of the Pokemon to bring joy to the children and show them that they can also draw just like I do. That's amazing, Dr. Mob. That is wonderful. Um, I, I, I do have, go ahead, Mike. Will you, uh, autograph that one for me? Absolutely. Mr. Ellison. <laughs> uh, I do have one more question here, Mike, though. Why don't we get to that before we wrap up here? Uh, oh, the yeah, question, yeah. <laughs> the, the question is if, uh, uh, and this is, I think an important one for us to go out on, uh, when an ice cube has ice around their head, uh, can I chip off some of that ice uh, to consume or is it dangerous to me or the ice cube? And is there any validity to the rumors 
that the ice from an ice cube leads to immortality for the trainer when consumed. Um, the first part of that question is a great question. Uh, you know, I just really, I think people, I think people historically haven't had enough forethought to ask that kind of a question, right? Um, and I think it actually ties back in with the question that we had before about uh, Ice Cube grooming. You know, are you certified to take a pick to your Ice Cube? Because if mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. you might want to take it to a professional. Um, also, I would not recommend consuming the ice off an Ice Cube. It, it's not necessarily the cleanest ice that you can get. You know, uh, Ice Cube, they like to play, they like to run around, who knows what they might've been rolling in at some point or another, you know, and then to put that right in your mouth, uh, as a professional, I would recommend against it. Mm-hmm. As uh, to the second half, just to clear it up, so we can be very clear and put to rest the questions that have uh, come up in this regard. There is no Pokemon part. There is no Pokemon excretion. There is no, there is nothing related to Pokemon that can give someone sexual prowess or immortality. It just, if 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 a website is telling you that it's a lie great i'm very appreciative that you put both of those in there you know because usually if it's not one we hear it's the other it's uh the other, and right. so i'm i'm very grateful that you mentioned that uh you know no rhyhorn horn ground up is going to to help you uh no number of nine tails you know wrapped around your waist uh, there, there's plenty of, uh, uh, you know, pharmaceutical ways that you can handle such things that don't harm Pokemon, and none of these Pokemon methodologies are going to do you any good. And, Anthony, I know this is a show about Pokemon, but sometimes I feel like we have to deal with people about it, you know? And, folks, if you're concerned about something like that, don't be, you know? Uh, you got to accept yourself for who you are in the same way that you've got to accept your ice cube for who it is. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a great, great show. It's been so amazing to have you here, Dr. Mav, to talk about the ice cube, uh, to show us and share with us these amazing drawings and to watch them unfold has been an, a just one of the highlights of my career in broadcast journalism. I could not be more pleased to have spent this time with you. Thank you so, so much for being here with us. Thank you so much, Mr. Reed. You flatter me and I cannot speak to how appreciative I am for the platform that you are giving me to get my work out there and to get some more eyes on it and the crucial makeup that is Pokemon Anatomy. Yeah, I'm so excited to see how many young Pokemon anatomists and biologists we can inspire in a show like this, right? Being out in the field all the time, 
definitely, you know, I feel like I was doing my part before, but uh, Dr. Mob, you know, the chat's been going crazy about your art tonight. Like, I think this is the future, Anthony. I, I think so too. I think this is, uh, this was some, some wonderful, wonderful work by Dr. Mob. Uh, and, and I could not, uh, you know, I would, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're very busy. So I just want to thank you for what you've done, uh, with us. Uh, I do have another note here from the network. Uh, it looks like that you wanted to make sure that, uh, all of our listeners, uh, when they were wanted to reach out to you and provide you with funds <clears throat> that they should instead look to one of the donors for the network, uh, and head over to streamerlinks.com slash a swan named Emily. So, uh, go and check that out, uh, on behalf of Dr. Mav, let Emily know that Mav sent you, uh, that would be uh, just fantastic. Um, and that's, uh, yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, what you have going on in your research? Right now? Well, I know you're here, but usually this is when you tell me that, uh, you have many, many people supporting you over at, uh, uh, patreon.com slash Pokedexpert, and that, that other people should go and support your work there as well, and if you've had any new and exciting releases for them. Oh, uh, wow, Anthony, I'm glad you brought it up, actually. Yeah, uh, you know, the Patreon is doing great. Uh, Patreon.com slash Pokedexpert, feel free to hop on over there. Uh, my patrons can attest, um, you know, we got two of them. Uh, right now that I want to call out to specifically uh, of the many, uh, but specifically I wanted to call out to Mike and Dave and just say, hey guys, uh, thank you so much for bearing with me through the through the last couple of months. I know, you know, between the boat trip and Dragonite Con and now Celio's business, you know, uh, the Pokedex has been a busy guy. But uh, I'm glad that uh, the content that I'm providing y'all is is just really doing uh doing wonders for for your own pokemon research and i can't wait to keep delivering that content to all of the rest of my patrons uh thank you so much for all of your support you know make sure to donate at, at that at that appropriate level to get that this kind of shout out you know uh thank you so much uh, and I want to say that if anyone ever wants to support this show they can go to patreon.com slash pokedexpert1 anyone uh can it's totally there and you can do it i i mean i've had it open for a while that's all i'm saying uh it'd be great you know it'd be and, great uh, dr dr mob thank you so much for joining us tonight uh, thank you it's so been much really special uh i know on behalf of the whole celios business network uh you know we can't thank you enough uh myself and anthony as co-hosts of the show just are so 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 over the moon about this this has been truly amazing uh and you know if you ever want to join in on our streams again you know you can you can hop in on tuesday nights at uh twitch.tv srsbiz underscore network and and you can interact in the chat with with all of the other listeners as well i mean no pressure obviously you're you're so busy and 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 talented and amazing but if you no, wanted I, to, we'd love. I appreciate that, Mr. Ellison. And now, as we talked about, you know, there are potentially other students of art out there that I could reach out to, and you are giving me that platform, and I think that's just wonderful. 
And uh, I, I just want to say that uh, it's, it's, as I said before, it's been a pleasure. And I could not, uh, could not picture this a year ago, having the opportunity to have you uh, come and speak with us. So this has been fantastic. And to all of you who have come to watch or have come to listen after the fact, thank you to all of you as well. You've been wonderful. And we will see you again uh, next week where we will be discussing the Pokemon Lantern. Can't wait to switch back and take a look at the stream and see the way that you oh I between those two oh oh I have to switch it I'm sure it's fine <laughs> serious business. We're still